Hi, welcome to Vax Talk, the podcast of pro-vaccine America and the world. My name is Karen Ernst, and I am the Executive Director of Voices for Vaccines. And I'm Nathan Boonstra, General Pediatrician in Des Moines, Iowa. And we have a, a very interesting uh, episode for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking to a man named Craig Egan, who is embarking on a pro-vaccine world tour of sorts, uh, sort of advocacy across the, well, western half of the United States, which counts as the world, I guess. Um, sure. And we'll talk to him in a bit. Um and I, before we go on to anything else, I just want to give a quick programming note. Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast. You can subscribe through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, probably other places I don't know, all sorts of great podcast apps. Um, because in the month of August, it will be National Im- Immunization Awareness Month, and we will be doing four episodes, one per week, and uh, we're gearing up for that. We've got some great guests lined up. I'm really excited about the one really big guest that we landed, so good stuff, Nathan. I'm very excited. Yes. I'm on the edge right. of my seat literally right now. <laughs> I'm actually sitting way back deep into my seat. Oh, Nice. Yeah, it's, co- it's cozy. Uh, let's start with our Around the Web. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I will. So, uh, Karen, you know me well enough to know that I have a penchant for uh, parodies, and not just parodies, but specifically vaccine parodies, and not yes. just vaccine parodies, but also vaccine rap parodies, yeah. and especially vaccine rap Hamilton parodies, which I have made one of and put on my own Facebook page, which I like to like push on people whenever I can. But let me tell you that I have been put to shame (laughs) by the eighth grade girls at the Nueva school in California and their teacher, Tom, uh, he goes by science with Tom. Uh, I think his name is Tom McFadden, but I might mess that up. They have put together a Hamilton rap uh, based on the same piece that I did mine on, which was uh, the My Shot, kind of the one of the main anthems of Hamilton. And they put together, whereas mine is focused on the flu shot, theirs encompasses the length and breadth of how vaccines work and why people are nervous about vaccines and why vac- certain vaccine myths are, are, are false and put fact after fact after fact, and they perform it wonderfully with beautiful production values they wrote it themselves they they um performed it themselves did all this and it's just a wonderful thing you can find i will put their video i have not put their video yet up on my facebook page so you can go to my facebook page which i believe is facebook.com slash beadsgeekmd uh and you should be able to see that if I you get it put, put up tomorrow morning. Too. Otherwise, just Google. Yeah, I've tweeted it before. Otherwise, just just Google um, Science Rap Academy uh, vaccine. I think my shot vaccine version, and you will find this amazing video. Go check it out right now. These girls deserve you to go and see it and get all the hits and thumbs up that they can get on their YouTube video. Yeah, that's awesome. I just love it when kids do something great like that. Um, mine's a little less inspiring, and it's um, not something anyone can look up, unfortunately, but people have been sending me, you know, people like to send me their tips. Um, so people have been sending me things that they've found around social media that um, parents of 
unvaccinated children are bringing their children into the emergency room or into urgent care. So you know this happens, Nathan. You certainly understand that their children get have emergencies. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and when they are asked, uh, when they are asked, is your child up to date on vaccines? They have been saying yes. And they've been encouraging each other to say yes. Yeesh. Yeah, dangerous stuff. Um, and, and and then in the back of their head, so it's sort of like the tricking the polygraph test thing. In the back of their head, they yeah. say yes. They're up to date on all the vaccines. I think they that need. They, uh huh. Okay. <laughs> so I'm the only reason I'm bringing this up. Um, so I'm, it's basically I'm, crossing their fingers behind their back in their mind. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. The only reason I'm bringing this up, I certainly don't want to, you know, expose people or. I don't know, bring any, you know, shame upon them publicly. However, um, I just want people who work in urgent cares in emergency rooms to be aware that this is happening, that if they ask, is your child up to date on their vaccines, and they get a yes answer, that might not be the same yes answer they think they're Mm -hmm. getting. And so they might want to rethink how they're asking that question, perhaps which vaccines has your child received sure or is your chi- are you following the cdc vaccine schedule with your child something a little more specific so that you know they can't polygraph test their way out of it i think um, that's a good point to yes. make because you're right that, that's kind of a saying that they're up to date that can mean something different to a parent uh and and two other things come to mind with that is first is hopefully and you know this can't be stated enough but in this day and age doctors uh people in the er all the healthcare uh providers should keep in mind vaccine preventable diseases even in when you believe your child the when you believe the patient is when they say that they're vaccinated or you believe that they're vaccinated don't put vaccine preventable diseases uh you know don't totally eliminate them always have that index of suspicion because you never really know necessarily unless you have their vaccine records right there and then of course even if you do depending on the disease you still have to be watching for that whooping cough is a great example we all know that that vaccine can wear off so anybody who is just ruling out whooping cough just across the board if somebody's immunized that's that's bad medicine you need to keep that in your differential the other thing is i would appeal to parents that are listening to this that don't vaccinate their kids don't do this all right if you're gonna have the buck stop somewhere have it i mean i'm gonna say please immunize your kids but don't make the buck stop with lying to the emergency room doctors about whether or not your kid is immunized or not if you're gonna put your foot down when they offer you the shot the the tetanus booster which is a bad idea to refuse if your child's due for it but if you're gonna put your foot down there that's better than putting your foot down by lying about what vax essentially not giving that doctor the information they need so that they can have that index of suspicion so that that can be in the front of the line that we need to make sure that your child doesn't have this potentially dangerous condition um they need that information so don't withhold that information from your doctor especially your emergency room doctor that's a bad idea yeah, it's 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 just so dangerous. And, you know, I'll just say one last word. Uh, a few years ago, we published a piece on the Voices for Vaccines blog. And uh, I'll, I'll tweet this out again, too, and put it in the description of the podcast. But we, it was f- written by an emergency room doctor um, talking about how, you know, one of the risks of not vaccinating is that you kind of get, dif- you know, a different sort of treatment in the emergency room. 
Um, and that that's to rule out some really bad stuff. Yeah. Well, in some cases, it's 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 meningitis. Yeah. Because some of those uh, you, the infant vaccines uh, like Hib and pneumococcus are bacteria that cause meningitis, particularly in that age range. Right. So a person's index of suspicion can be higher for meningitis. Uh, or that baby could have meningitis more likely than a baby who's fully immunized because they're not protected against those kinds of bacteria and 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 doctors need to be a, to know that right so the extra tests aren't in, aren't too they're not feel punitive. bad about not yes. exactly right it's to try to make sure your baby doesn't die yeah all righty well on that pleasant note let's uh let's turn to craig egan so um, I'll just introduce Craig. Go ahead, Craig. Um, Craig, uh, you are just sort of your average guy. You're not a doctor. You're not a public health worker. Um, That's correct. Yes. You you live in uh, the Seattle-Tacoma area, um, and your claim to fame is mostly, I'm guessing, karaoke. <laughs> uh, one of one of many. Yes, that's that's uh, that's fair. That's yes, that's very fair. If my Twitter feed is to be believed. Um, and so you are on this pro vaccine world tour, but you were inspired to do this by whom? Oh, uh, well, you. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> uh, no, um, if you're referring to the vaxxed bus. Yes. They, um, so uh, Andrew Wakefield's propaganda film that's uh, currently um, t uh, on an RV trip around the country to promote it uh, came through my town and uh, they're about six blocks away from where I live and so I decided uh, to go pay them a visit with a very simple homemade protest sign and uh, one thing led to another and I kind of got suckered into following them from state to state like they're the Grateful Dead. And the thing about your protest sign um, I, I think I think it really made a great point so your protest sign didn't say these vaxxed people are horrible or um you know the end is nigh or anything like that what did your sign say it, it just simply said vaccines save lives right and uh that's enough to that's enough to upset them <laughs> so <laughs> so in that initial um I, I if i recall correctly in the initial uh like site where you had gone and had held up your sign you got interviewed uh, by some local news, correct? Correct. And did you have any conversations at that time with the with anybody from the uh, from the what are we calling this? Thing? It's a bus. It's an RV. It's uh, yeah. It's they the call Salapi. it the bus. It's a, <laughs> it's 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 uh, apparently having some uh, technical difficulties, but it's oh. it's a bus. Can we call it's, it a vector? It bus, I feel like a vector is the best. That's what we call things that transmit disease. In, exactly in what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, I did have a discussion with uh, one mom. I, I stood my distance away with my sign and uh, one mom kind of walked past me and then kind of turned around like she'd been thinking about what to say. And uh, she said, what about what about me? Right. What about me who has a vaccine injured child? Do I should I be forced to um, vaccinate my children further? And uh, it turns out she has three <laughs> vaccine injured children, uh, all different conditions, all different uh, severities. And uh, it quickly became apparent that just like many anti-vaxxers, everything in the world that she didn't have an answer for was, you know, vaccines problem. 
So uh, I had a good discussion with her. I was very civil. I uh, make it a rule not to argue about anybody's children directly with, with a parent. Um, but uh, it was civil. Sure. It was fine. Well, I think that's fair. It's very difficult in a position where somebody believes something very strongly about their child. Um, certainly this woman's child has medical conditions and it's, you know, as somebody, even me as a physician, not having access to, not being their personal doctor, not having access to their medical records, I can't sit there and debate. I can say, well, the evidence shows this on a overarching scale here. This is what the evidence shows in terms of the condition you're describing. Right. I don't know your personal story and I don't know what's all going on with you, but I'm concerned about your belief about this. Um, but it's very difficult to, when, when, a pa when a parent is going through something that, uh, you know, whether their child, if their child has some kind of condition that is difficult for them, um, a serious medical condition or something chronic, whether or not it's actually caused by a vaccine, that's something very difficult for that family that's going through, that they're going through. And so, yeah, it's one of those difficult positions where you kind of want to say, well, I want to talk about the science. Yeah. And so, they want to talk about their child. And, and there's, that's a hard conversation to have. Yeah. My angle on it, and this happened again uh, at another, at another stop uh, up in Bellingham is a gentleman came up and told me that uh, the vaccines had killed his child. And there's nothing you can say to that besides I'm a parent. I can't imagine going through that myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the kind of the angle I take on it is I don't know your story. I can't argue with you about your kid. Um, what I know is that in following anti-vaxxers for about five years now, I have heard everything under the sun. I've heard autism, obviously. I've heard, you know, ADHD. I've heard cancer. I've heard homosexuality is <laughs> caused by vaccines. I've heard that, uh, you know, Dr. Tenpenny blamed a school shooting on vaccinations. Yeah. So, right. so, so all I can say is, I don't know what your story is, but all I can do is put it in that context. All I can know is that I've heard everything under the sun blamed on vaccines and it can't all be true. And it's most likely, mostly not true. Sure. So well, I, I can't argue with you. All I can do is put it into the bigger picture. What yeah. was the thing that Dr. Tenpenny just, the weird tangent she just went on oh. recently? Oh, it was so good. It was so good. So uh, she um, has uh, for a while now been a very uh, strong supporter of uh, Donald Trump. And I don't, I don't want to get political, but but that's that's her her uh allegiance there and so uh stephen hawking said something um disparaging about donald trump and she suggested maybe stephen hawking was vaccine injured oh, oh. which is which is the funniest thing i i mean it, when you hear um you know horrible claims and horrible attacks that anti-vaxxers do it's it's moments like that where it's really just you know you gotta laugh you know you gotta just step back and say this is how nuts we haven't too much discussed tenpenny i think on our uh podcast so i don't know if a lot of our listeners know who this is but this is a uh if i recall correctly i used to follow her more closely than i do now um she's a at least at one point in emergency room i think she was an er physician yeah, uh right. who now does like a you know holistic integrative medicine type thing and is and is you know is an i forget if she's an md or a do uh she's but a she DO. uh she you know she is a, a physician or i don't know what her current accreditation is or if she's certified in anything but she um she she now basically has hung her identity on being anti-vaccine she's called her her website is like dr tenpenny on vaccines and all of her f uh, faqs are like which vaccines do you recommend none 
yeah. all kinds of every you know and she does post you know some of the more far out there stuff like this one that you're just putting you know that you were just mentioning about Stephen Hawking and and whatnot she, she's posted some of the rather farther out there uh, anti-vaccine stuff that you can find yeah there, and there's I, not much that that gets filtered out when it comes and, to her feed <laughs> and and not just that she uh, it's full-blown conspiracy nut she's a she's a uh, regular guest on Alex Jones. Uh, discussing, you know, nanobots and vaccines and all the all the super far-fetched stuff. So it, it doesn't stop there. <laughs> and, wow. you know, and she actually has a connection to the Vaxxed bus because one of her, um, gosh, I don't know how you would describe the relationship. Um, Dr. Suzanne Humphreys is her right. buddy, her sidekick. Didn't they um, work together at the integrative health center or did she no she i don't think there? they no? do okay. i think they just like i think they're just friends okay. i have no idea I've, i have no idea yeah, yeah i don't think they have a professional relationship i think they're just colleagues right. if you want to call sure. it that yeah okay yeah so and susan humphreys uh according to videos i've seen on uh facebook is on that uh vector bus with, <laughs> oh yeah we we others. uh we checked in at the hotel standing next to each other. It was very surreal. Very nice. Well, she had some kind of kiosk that, that, so now again, for anyone who, who doesn't know who this is, Dr. Humphreys is an, is a, is an ex uh, adult nephrologist who at some point decided to leave the profession and decided the vaccines were causing a lot of harm. And, um, you know, again, I don't know exactly what she does for a living right now. Uh, she she's to be trying Vax to sell bus. things, and she's on yeah. the Vax bus, and she's got some kind of kiosk selling things from the Vax bus. But if that's for her or for the Vax team in general, I don't really know. Um, but she and she's got a book, like an ebook that she put out about where she basically tries to piece together what she thinks has debunks the idea that the polio vaccine prevents polio, uh, right. etc. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, so unique cast of characters around on this RV going across America. It will be coming soon to my town here, and and then mine. <laughs> yes, and you know, as long as we're doing this, let's talk about um, some of the people that you've met, Craig, who are the professionals on this bus. There's Suzanne Humphreys. Yes. Um, who, by the way, I just have to mention because it's one of my favorite badges of honor. She, for a while, had me blocked on Facebook. Oh, um, nice. Because I bested her. Mm. So that's yeah. one of my, I just, I, I have that medal somewhere. Um Thank you. Uh, and then we, we so, but we have others. There's uh, Polly Tommy. Yes. Uh, who runs uh, an autism magazine of some sort in the UK, and she is the mother of an autistic child, and has sort of, uh, you know, does some autism charities in the UK, and is um, featured in the Vaxxed movie, and is, you know, the person who sort of narrates all of their videos and interviews all of the people who come onto the bus. Um, and so I'm going to pause there right for a second. Craig, can you kind of tell us about, you know, you've seen behind the scenes and then people can go and see the videos. Can you tell us about what's going on as far as these videos that they're mm -hmm. making on this bus? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the gist of the bus is that the, if you look at the bus, there's about, I would say, five or 6,000 signatures on it. 
And these are all um, <clears throat> parents who claim that vaccines have uh, damaged their ch children in some way. Uh, what's interesting, though, is that the Vaxxed movie really focuses on autism, but you can walk up and literally make any claim and it'll get on the bus. You can say, my child had a vaccination and uh, a day later or a week later or a month later or a year later or 10 years later, my child had autism or epilepsy or cancer or or anything. So they're trying to make it look like there's a pattern. Look, all these parents have the same story and they, they can't all be wrong, right? But there is really no pattern. There's just a wide array of different stories that are on this bus. Um, but since then, they have actually moved on to filming a different kind of of story. Uh, that's what they'd like to call them. And because they're trying to make a sequel to the movie. And basically what they have is uh, they have parents bringing on multiple children and saying, this is my first child. I vaccinated them. They were autistic. This is my second child. I didn't vaccinate them. They're not autistic. Therefore, and so so it's it's really sad because they're they're bringing these kids on this bus and introducing them. Here's my perfect unvaccinated kid, oh and here's gosh. my damaged vaccinated kid, like right in front of these kids. And these kids oh are like, "Yep, gosh. I'm damaged." I mean, it's it's really sad. It's it's kind of gross. You see that? I believe there's similar type uh, approach in the Vax movie as well. I remember several scenes where I was very uncomfortable for the child having their parent talk that way in front of them. Um, and I see that kind of presentation in anti-vaccine uh, films and or videos and whatnot a lot. It's one of the most heartbreaking things. And in fact, as this kind of brings, it reminds me too that you know, for people who want to know more as well, we did discuss a lot about this film Vaxxed and its creator Andrew Wakefield in the very last episode of uh, Vax Talk, which you can go on to your preferred platform and download right now, uh, episode six, uh, if you want to get kind of some more backstory and other ways in which uh, children with disabilities are exploited by this team and in some cases, extremely devastating ways uh, with with this team of, of filmmakers, including Andrew Wakefield, who is you know, one of the world's most notorious medical frauds um, that there is. I saw him. He was he was at one of the Q&A's. I actually sat That's in the right. room and watched a Q&A with, with Andrew Wakefield. And uh, it was surreal. I don't know what the the opposite of starstruck is, but I'm, I was sitting in a room <laughs> with, with, uh, you know, uh, public enemy number one. And it was, were, it was, it was very strange. You were star Did he notice revolved. you? Say again. <laughs> I said, I, I said was... you were star revolved. Oh, yes. And, and I asked if he noticed you. Um, everybody there noticed me. There was a very obvious, this was maybe the second stop I had been to. I went and sat, it was uh, a, a viewing of the movie, but it wasn't, when they do these viewings, they're only doing a 20 minute teaser version and then they try sure. to get you to buy the DVD. Um, and I just, it was, it was in a church they'd rented out. I sat in the back. Uh, it became very clear they all knew who I was <laughs> after a moment. Uh, but uh, it was, it was a, it was a civil engagement. I didn't ask any questions. Uh, I definitely will uh, coming up on the next stops, but um, if, if they allow me to, yeah. it was weird. Yeah. That's that, that must've been surreal. So how many stops have you been to now? So I just got back from Montana. We went okay. in, in Washington. We went to Tacoma, Kirkland, Bellingham and Spokane. And then we went to, um, Helena, Montana. We went to Idaho Falls, Idaho. We went to Bozeman, Montana. 
And then the last stop was Billings, Montana, but it was kind of a bust. So we just kind of mm. packed up and, and headed back home. So. And what's your general MO here now? Is it always been kind of just set up X number of feet from the, from the RV and hold your sign? Or are you passing out any informational flyers? Are you just talking to people? What's your basic like plan here? Yeah. So um, for the first half, these stops, that's really all I did. I stood, um, you know, 50 feet away from them with my sign. Um, sometimes if I if I possibly could, I would position myself between them and street traffic and, uh, you know, wave at passersby. They would see my sign. Uh, if people wanted to come up and talk to me, that was great. Uh, but I didn't try to encroach into their bubble. Um, <laughs> uh, in many cases, I didn't stay as long as they did, and I'll, and I'll admit that because uh, they had usually, like in a park, um, reserved or rented out some sort of uh, shelter that was, you know, covered, so so they were blocked from the sun, and I was kind of standing out in 100-degree weather by myself, yeah. so I only made, I, I didn't make it quite as long as they had a bus that they could retreat to that had air conditioning, and I did not, <laughs> but, uh, but um, I'm thinking uh, for the next leg of the tour, we're going to have... Uh, more people joining me, and it's going to be a little more of a of a protest instead of me just standing there quietly. So. Sure, and sure. bring a tent. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> At least a, a, an umbrella or a bumper shoot, as they say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Parasol. There you go. So what happened, um, wh what was your favorite stop so far? Which one do you feel like you did something that you're kind of proud of or that was a, a good dent in... Yeah. So in Helena, Montana, I met um, some other fellow protesters and it was great that and they were not coordinated with me. They just showed up on their own. Mm -hmm. And it was a family who uh, remarkably have 12 children. <laughs> one, one of them does have autism, but they do not blame vaccines for autism. Uh, the father actually works with autistic children and he'll tell you up and down that vaccines are not related. But they're young or they're second to youngest child, this adorable little girl, maybe three or four, uh, she has a medical condition where she relies on other people to be vaccinated to protect her. Mm -hmm. And not just in a herd immunity way, but she actually has plasma transfusions from vaccinated people because she can't receive the vaccines herself. Oh. So they were there uh, with their little homemade signs too. And uh, it was really great to see them. I got a quick interview with them, uh, but it was a bit choppy because my cell reception was bad in Montana. Uh, but I gave them my name. I told them, please try to contact me. Uh, they live in Montana, but they commute to Seattle a few times a year because their daughter is in care of the Seattle Children's Hospital there. So um, I told them, please, 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 next time you come to Seattle, hit me up. We'll go have dinner. I would really like to talk to you further. So what's your next stop? So now there's a uh, about a month uh, long break where the VAX team is going to Australia. And uh, my GoFundMe didn't cover that. So. Oh, see, <laughs> see, that was a stretch goal. I think we all could have. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think could have. You could have had. dollars yeah. <laughs> send me to Australia. Yeah, they're yeah. Just, I mean, I'm sorry. They're loading up. What are they putting it on a, a boat? What are they doing up there? They need no, to get that RV to Australia. I think okay, just no, no. <laughs> yeah. Just the people are going to. Just the people. And what I found out from somebody, I actually um, went and had dinner with uh, an actual uh, big pharma scientist when I was in, <laughs> uh, when I was in uh, Montana. She was in Wyoming. I, I drove over to meet her. And she was telling me that in, in Australia, they're so against the vaxxed people and they come and protest them so hard yeah. that, that the vaxxed people have to, have to treat uh, their stops kind of like an underground rave where you have to text them two hours before an event and then they'll text right. you back 
where the address is so the uh, protesters don't mobilize too well. So um, I thought that was great and uh, I, kind of inspired me for the next leg. But maybe we can <laughs> get them running from us and hiding from us too. So we'll see how that works out. But they're going to be in Australia for about a month, which is good for me because I got to get back to work for a while. Okay. But um, I'm going, I'm regrouping. I've got some new plans. I don't want to spill yet on exactly uh, what we're going to do on the second leg. Uh, but we're going to be going to Kansas. We're going to go into Missouri. We're going to be going to Des Moines. And we're going to be going to uh, Minneapolis. So I'm, I'm very excited. You're going to have to learn to pronounce it Des Moines before you get here. Yeah. There's no Des Moines. Way. Sorry. Des Moines. It's French yeah. for the Moines. The Moines. Yeah. Got you. That's what it says on our shirts. <laughs> so, and I've been trying to figure out, but there's no, even unless I'm just not looking in the right place, but I don't know where in Des Moines or when necessarily at this point like oh, they I've haven't got this, that somewhere do like specifically oh. the details i didn't yeah. i didn't know that so that's yeah, very interesting that. that's very interesting because uh ever since i started following them they don't update their website anymore all of their <laughs> locations show uh to be announced so we've had to resort to going to uh the local chapters of like vaccine choice really? quote unquote uh groups that um, have the events because they refuse now to uh, update their website with uh, the location of the next event, which is, which yeah. if, if, if I, if I can stop people from showing up just by me showing up, that's great. Um, yeah. But we, we, we find them, we found them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and uh, I, I have noticed that in, for the Minnesota leg, they, the local group has nothing listed. So I don't know. Yeah, and so and the other thing is, I believe that their bus is having some technical difficulties, or some some engine problems, some generator problems. Uh, I know their air conditioning went out. Uh, they're afraid their floor is going to fall out. I wonder um, if a little bit of preventative maintenance in advance would have um, kept that from happening. That's an that's an intriguing thought, isn't it? Hmm, yes. <laughs> so I've de I've decided I'm uh, while I would never wish harm on them, I'm definitely wishing harm on the bus, and I'm going to try to find myself. <laughs> I'm going to find myself a uh, plushy bus of some sort to make a voodoo doll like out a of it. voodoo bus? Yeah, a voodoo bus. And we're going to try to poke some we holes in We want it to safely break down. Safely. Safely, safely break down. Like not yeah. start front in, yeah, a, in, right. a car, in a parking lot. Yeah, right. But if we can halt their movements, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> so um, part of this, people are probably wondering, wow, this man must be uh, independently wealthy to take this That's plush mm -hmm. Provax world tour. Um, are, are you independently wealthy or how you know are what? you getting across the country this way? Uh, Big Pharma owes me a whole bunch of money that they're really late on. So <laughs> yeah. I uh, unfortunately, I yes, oh. yeah, you and me both, but we're oh going to talk gosh. to HR payroll. Um, I'm just imagining the videos that they'll make just cutting that portion of yep. the audio and see. Yeah, let them, let them. <laughs> um, so no, I am absolutely not independently wealthy. Um, I am independently uh employed so i can take the time to do this but i just don't have you know a, a bunch of shill bucks lying around so i put up a gofundme and uh it was almost a joke when i started it but it raised <laughs> a lot of money very quickly so the idea is to make it through minneapolis and uh, a third of the proceeds are going to voices for vaccines oh, I like um, them. and so and really it's just covering hotel and food and gas uh again it's yes. it's a it's, mm -hmm. it's a very shoestring budget uh but we're having fun we got some sunscreen and uh Good. we're out there with our signs yeah they Good. probably don't want you to wear sunscreen either so you just put on that sunscreen right in full view of the bus and let them see you do that right yeah get, get sunscreen with extra chemicals in it like yeah. do the whole thing 
Oh yeah, I got some Monsanto brand uh, sunscreen. <laughs> GMO sunscreen. Oh goodness. So um, so sounds like some things are going well, but I know that you had uh, was it Billings? You had sort of a sour note. Mm, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, one thing I can say, and I do want to say this because um, I think it deserves to be said, uh, w- there was a little bit of tension at first when I started following them, uh, but they quickly realized uh, that I was not threatening, that I wasn't uh, trying to interfere with their bubble. Um, and so they kind of took a new strategy and were, have been absolutely bending over backwards to be nice to me. They have brought me water. They sent us lunch. Uh, they uh, have really gone out of their way to at least make things not hostile because in most of these uh stops there's a lot of little kids running around and uh there's no need for people to be screaming at each other i keep my space they keep their space everything's been pretty cool until uh in billings um del tree del big tree one of the uh, producers of the movie showed up and one of his uh assistants i'll call him because henchman isn't very nice and lackey, <laughs> i don't know uh came up to me and uh was immediately uh, like, I heard you want to get in Dell's face. It's going to be on camera. We'll be right back. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, <and> so <laughs> basically it was uh, you and me in the ring right now. So um, I kind of, I, I was like, well, I'm going to think about that. So this, this gentleman's name was Jimmy. So uh, later Jimmy came up and uh, tried to have some sort of a vaccine debate with me. But really it was the same sort of thing that anti-vaxxers and any sort of conspiracy theorist pull, uh, like if you're talking to somebody who thinks the moon landing was faked or mm-hmm. 9-11 was inside job or whatever, uh, they just throw a rapid fire series of baloney at you and then expect you to refute every point standing right there. And if you can't, they declare they've won. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and he did it so strongly that he said, there's never been a single safety test done on vaccines ever. And if you can't pull up uh, proof that there was on your phone right now, then you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, uh, I'm sitting in a park in Montana where I have zero cellular service. Uh, no, I'm not going to jump through these hoops for you. I'm not going to play this game with you. If you want to have a normal discussion like normal people, I'm happy to do that. But if you're going to sit there and just, you know, throw out all these claims, and then when I can't pull them up on my phone immediately, call me a loser, uh, then I'm just not going to talk to you. And so he uh, he got mad and walked away, and, and I was fine with that. So. That is a common arc with having discussions, uh, particularly online. So what's nice about online, uh, I mean, there's no perfect venue, but online, whether it's Twitter, which is sometimes challenging because you have character limits and you got to do all these threads and all that. But uh, what is nice about online is anybody in the world can then see and can call out, you know, people for facts you know not providing facts not having references and whatnot like there is essentially peer review going on and um you have the time to evaluate a a claim ask for substantiation of this claim refute the claim with facts that are verifiable that the other person can then look at other people watching can look at and there's a certain amount of policing going on with that that you don't have in any kind of live debate so it's a favorite uh, tactic. You're in like an online discussion and you're presenting these facts. And then this has happened to me where all of a sudden they're like, well, I have someone interjects. I have this radio show, this anti-vaccine radio show. Why don't you guys come on and discuss this on my radio show? I'm like, nope, that is not how things are decided. That's not, so first of all, not how science is decided at all. And second of all, it's not a great 
venue for discussing and debating and coming to figure uh, a decision to come to a, some kind of conclusion about a scientific issue because how can you can talk and talk and talk nobody listening can necessarily check those claims which is totally different than being online where everybody can check those claims and it's not like you're even having some sort of uh, a discussion where you're debating uh, priorities or you're debating uh, you know uh, strategies or whatever. Right. Uh, these people have a literal alternate universe that they live right. in where every single fact is different. And mm -hmm. so there's there's no common ground to even start a good conversation there because they're coming from, from an angle that really everything we know about modern medicine and the history of diseases and vaccines is completely fabricated and they're running on a completely different book. So it's it's, it's exhausting and you don't get anywhere. And one of my one of my principles, as long as I've been doing this, is when I argue with an anti-vaxxer, I'm arguing for the observer. Uh, I can take their, as long as I can take their argument and break it down and show somebody else how it's how it's false, mm -hmm. that's good enough for me. But I, I wasn't going to do that sitting in the park surrounded by people who are already true believers. Uh, it just wasn't going to go anywhere. There's no winning. So I think that's right. always very good thing for people to keep in mind when they're having debates or discussions or whatnot online is, is I mean, you can do what you want, but you've only got every, everybody who does, who advocates for something has a finite amount of time and energy. And so you should evaluate like, is it really worth my time to have this discussion in this venue right now? Uh, is the, is the bragging is, is just the, the, is it, is it just my need to be the one who wins? Is that really what's important? Or is it really more important that people who are reading or that it actually makes a difference that I'm, that I'm discussing this with this person in this venue at this moment. And if you can't come up with a reason why it's going to change anyone's mind, uh, whether it's the person that you're talking to or somebody who may be reading, then it's probably not the best investment of your time. And you can get back to that. You know, you can, you can catch up on uh, the latest Twin Peaks instead. That's probably <laughs> better use of your time. Or write parodies of Hamilton. You can. You can write rap. You can write rap parodies. Absolutely. So when uh, Jimmy came up to you and said, you know, Dell's going to debate you and it's going to be, you know big time and you know got the ring ready um did he put you did he film you did he put you on camera uh no not at that point he uh he just kind of came up and told me that it was happening but the dell was on a conference call right now and so i just went and sat in the shade and i uh, was just kind of thinking about it uh my partner at the time uh who was with me he was he was encouraging me to do it and I says, uh, I says, I'll tell you what, this is how it's going to go. He's going to try to corner me with some gotcha mm -hmm. uh, claim and then uh, declare himself the winner when I can't pull a study out of my pocket to refute it. And he's like, no, no, that was going to happen. And then Jimmy came over and did exactly that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so <laughs> my buddy was like, oh, okay, you, you, you've clearly been, been through this before. This is not your first rodeo. <laughs> so, um, but at that moment, he did not have a camera on me, no. Okay. Did did you end up on film on film with them at all, or? Uh, not to my knowledge. Um, I saw him take a picture of me in my car, uh, which kind of concerned me, but whatever. Um, I wasn't hiding. Uh, but no, he was he was ready to do it uh, later, and I just that's when I just kind of dismissed myself and left. You could end up in the sequel. You could end up in Vax too, which, by the way, we really need to start a hashtag to come up with the 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 like the sequel name. Like Vax to Vax Harder or something. Vax, harder. <laughs> Vax with a Vengeance. Vax, yeah. 
Backs with a Vengeance. Or uh, Vaxed 2, Diphtheria Boogaloo. Yes. There you go. I like that. There we go. We don't need the hashtag now. We have the winner. Yeah, we've got... Okay. So, um... Just some background on, on Del B- Big Tree for the folks back home. Um, Del Big Tree is a TV producer. He's produced. Um, I looked. I looked up his IMBD today. He's produced thirty episodes, I think, of the Doctor's TV show, and about four or five episodes of Doctor Phil. And I think he, he thinks that makes him a doctor. I'm not sure. Yeah, he he fancies himself a health reporter because of that. He, I've seen him describe himself that way. Yes, and I, I know health reporters. Um, and they yeah, that they're I don't think they would do no. Doctor Phil or the Doctor's TV show. Um, and so he is one of the producers, makers, guys who did the first Vaxed movie, and he's still sort of attached to this bus. Um, he's certainly a lot more uh, aggressive. Yeah, his, yeah. His personality has th- really been coming out. He does some. Vid- he's. I, I haven't delved enough into the, the the rabbit hole here, but I've seen some some kind of video radio show that he does that is you know conspiracy minded type thing. He gets very dramatic about things that I've. You know, can't seem to verify or figure out where he's getting his, his claims from. Um, he was chasing around Senator Pan for a while, like literally trying to chase Senator Pan. <laughs> yeah, Senator Pan likes to say that that's the uh, Del Big Tree is too slow to catch me video. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, he's an interesting fella. Um, did you have, I mean, other than being threatened to be on camera with him, Craig, did you actually have any interaction with Mr. Big Tree? No, at that point, um, I dismissed myself and, t- and took off just because I didn't want to be cornered. Uh, and I knew that's exactly where it was heading. So, uh, of course, they declared themselves the winners. They uh, went on their social media video stream and said that I was too afraid to debate them. Uh, which is what they're going to say, and that's fine. <laughs> if I if I if I get in their face, I'm a harasser. If I decline right. to uh, argue with them, then I'm a coward. Uh, you can't win, so I don't try. So, yeah. did they did they end the video with Nana Nana Boo Boo? That's just I mean, the <laughs> lack of maturity is amazing. Yeah. No. Um. He. Uh, in the video, actually, Jimmy says that he himself has never been vaccinated. His, he grew up uh, with his parents on some sort of hippie commune. And so, uh, <laughs> uh, and he, uh, of course, claimed that he was just trying to talk to me and I was too afraid and ran away. Um, he, he fails to mention the part where he demanded that I pull up, uh, you know, documents on my phone or else he wasn't going to, you know, talk to me. Um, but w- w- whatever. Again, um, they're not known to be the most honest people. And I'm, I'm, I'm way past uh worrying about what they think about me so i know you've had other conversations uh with people who are not affiliated with the vaxxed bus sort of um people who are either uh pro-vaccine or just folks on the street um tell me about a couple of those interactions uh when i was in idaho falls i uh interviewed with um uh one of the public health officials that came down to the park and um uh, that was great. We talked about the importance of vaccinations. We talked about the uh, anti-vax movement and how dangerous they are. Uh, we briefly went over some of the um, common anti-vax tropes like uh, 
doctors who push vaccines don't actually vaccinate their own kids and uh, or that uh, one of Polly Tommy's uh, specific claims was that doctors know that vaccines harm children. They do it on purpose. And the reason they don't want unvaccinated children in their practice is because they're not profitable. Uh, the only way they can make money is by poisoning kids with vaccines uh, early in life. So they have a host of health issues throughout their life. And that was a, really no that was that was that was a direct claim. <laughs> no, exactly. And so that's my point is uh, I've never met a pediatrician mm. like that. If I came up to a pediatrician and said, hey, I can I can make you three, four hundred thousand dollars a year. All you got to do is poison kids on purpose. Uh, I don't <laughs> I, I don't know many that would go for that. So that was uh, one thing we discussed. Uh, she was very nice. She came down uh, before the Vax bus arrived. She was uh, sad that she missed them, um, but she was great. Uh, other than that, um, one of the great things that's happened to me while I've been on the road was that um, a, a good friend of mine sent me a t-shirt that says Jonas Salk, and it looks like a rock band logo. Uh, and so uh, everywhere I go, I wear my Jonas Salk shirt. And um, there's been a few times where uh, people, usually elderly gentlemen, uh, have come up to me and said, Jonas Salk, I work in infectious disease my whole life. He is a true hero. I had what one guy who said that I had one guy said that he actually sat in Jonas Salk's desk at uh, some institute on the East Coast, and uh, he was just absolutely delighted at my shirt. <laughs> and probably I would have been a great person to go out and have a, have a have a conversation a beer with. Uh, but unfortunately, I was on my way in a different direction. But uh, that's been the highlight. <laughs> there have been some great moments. There's been some very like with the parents and all of these things. But I just love it when people come up and just see my shirt and just, you know, and, and are delighted by it. So that's great for me. And you've had a couple passers by who's been driving past the bus and have stopped to comment to you too, correct? Oh yeah, that's correct. I had, um, when I was in uh, Idaho Falls again, I had uh, one one woman came up to me, uh, very anti-vaccine and started telling me uh, the vaccines do all this list of things. And then she started in on food dyes giving us cancer. And I believe she said Dawn dish soap gives us cancer and just had just a laundry list of, of crazy claims. Um, so that was kind of funny. But right after her, uh, another woman pulled in and she was in uh, hospital scrubs of some sort. So she clearly worked at a hospital. And she said that her child had actually been in the, uh, been hospitalized with meningitis that, that her child caught from a, a deliberately unvaccinated child. And so she was very emotional. She thanked me very much for standing there by myself protesting. And uh, when some of the um, local unvaxxed moms came over, uh, they had a little bit of heated words, I, I have to say. Um, I'm not sure I would have expressed myself the way she did, but, um, but I, I understood where she was coming from because I myself have uh, been through meningitis and it was the most horrifying experience of my life. Uh, the closest I've ever been to death. And I couldn't imagine a young child having to go through that. It's horrifying. So I understand her anger. So it really is. And I think that, uh, we talk again about the motives of pediatricians. That is the motives. Those are the motives of pediatricians. Cause when we went through residency in medical school, we saw, we all saw meningitis, um, of some form or another. We know what it can do. Uh, we know that if we can reduce as many kinds of meningitis as we can, then that is makes the world a better place. Uh, but these are the motives that every pediatrician that I know of does. We do what we do because we don't want kids to get sick. We don't want kids to get sick. Right. 
and uh, yeah and and then to have people go out and say those kinds of things say things that we know endanger kids and then say that we are doing these things because we want to endanger kids it it is it, it's beyond frustrating it's it's words can't describe how that feels to a pediatrician yeah i can't imagine either and it's and to me it's one of the things that makes me really the most livid i i usually pride myself in being able to keep my cool and keep calm and collected and not just uh, explode into rage. But mm-hmm. it's a, but with, with anti-vaxxers, there's a one, two punch that always just hits my buttons. And it's the people that first of all, accuse doctors and va- vaccine manufacturers and the true heroes of the world that are actually out there saving lives of being murderers. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. that makes me angry. And then those same people will turn around and look at uh, a case where a child died of shaken baby syndrome and they were literally murdered by a parent and they'll try to say, actually, that parent didn't uh, hit that child. That's a vaccine injury. And it's, yeah. it's that combination where you're where you're calling heroes murderers and you're calling murderers victims. That just makes me really upset. And I, I kind of lose my cool when that happens. Yeah, yeah that's somewhat understandable. <laughs> yeah. You know, it reminds me at one time I was uh, somewhere and um, Paul Offit was there uh, as well. And we were listening to somebody talk. I'm kind of being vague about it because I don't want to say exactly where we were. And uh, this person was sort of defending the idea of um, more permissive, uh, you know, uh, more permissive view of allowing people not to immunize. And he looked at me and he said, this person has never seen a child die of a vaccine preventable disease. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's really where where it hits home is that a lot of people become pro-vaccine become vaccine advocates because we've either known someone who's died from a a now preventable disease or we have someone special in our lives who could be that person because they can't benefit from being vaccinated themselves and and i think that you know the fact that you've just come across these people just by being out in the world craig tells you sort of how how ubiquitous that view is that that you can just run into it randomly in a drugstore or just by standing on the sidewalk really brings home that that that's that's a view that you can pick off of a tree it's so common yeah that's that's one thing that really struck me um because when you when you when you dive really deep into the anti-vaccine world you start to despair for humanity a little bit um because you know, you hear just, especially in these echo chamber groups, uh, like on Facebook and stuff, where um, just everybody is so anti-vaccine, and they all just encourage and uh, uh, you know uh, they encourage each other and validate each other, and you start to worry that the whole world thinks like this. And then when you stand out on the corner with a simple sign, this is vaccine save lives and people roll down their window and say, thank you. And, you know, give you the thumbs up. It reminds you that most of the world thinks that this uh, view is ludicrous and, um, and, and not everybody's passionate about it because, you know, it's like being passionate that the, the world is round or that, you know, <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> things that we all consider so obvious, we don't need to make a group to support it because it's just obvious. And so the while the anti-vaxxers are small, they're also very loud. And so it, it takes some, sometimes some constant reminding that the rest of the world does not follow their view. That's a good thing we have voices for vaccines to help organize. Oh. Isn't yeah. that great? Also <laughs> But it's also good when we have people who um, go out into the world and, and bravely 
just say things like vaccines save lives or my kids are vaccinated mm -hmm. um that that message is really so resonant i think it's more resonant than here's my 15 studies i have to show you from my phone yeah i would i would hope so <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah and and um and just online i think uh it's really important in i mean I, I, I dive deep into the, the craziest of anti-vax groups, but it's the it's the it's the mixed uh, general parenting groups where I have the best luck where um, and that's where people are either some people are kind of falling into that anti-vax uh you know, view, and they're not quite there yet. And when you can have a discussion with lots of people who uh, are all of kind of a mixed, um, you know, viewpoints, uh, it comes out a little better. You're not, you're not overwhelmed. You're not uh, outnumbered. Uh, you're not, you know, beating your head against the wall uh, with somebody who's so far down the rabbit hole, you're never going to convince anybody. Uh, but it, I think it's important in these parenting groups and on uh, comment threads and stuff, just to, just to call it out wherever you see it. If somebody makes an anti-vaccine claim, just respond to it. Say that's not true. Here's why. And uh, you never know who else is going to be watching, and it's going to it's going to click for them that hey, this guy's make this guy's making a point. So I try to do it whenever I can. I make the point a lot of times. In fact, I've been given a few talks lately about um, advocacy to residents, and I've also given a talk recently um, about ways in which we can use our own social media and our own social networks to just generally promote good vaccination uh, messages. And I often make the point that um, you don't have to know everything. Like Craig, you know a lot and you've read a lot of these studies and I know that you've been hit, you know, you've been in enough conversations and then gone back and done reading and read up and everything. Not everybody has that background or that enthusiasm that you and I and Karen have to figure out every detail of vaccines and myths and whatnot. But it's okay to say, I immunize, like post this to your feed and say, you know what, I immunize, this is really important. You should be up to date on your vaccines. It's very important. There are people who are counting on everybody to be immunized. And if they get pushed back, it's okay to say, I'm not an expert. And this is great that you said this, I hear your claim, but I'm gonna go with the overwhelming number of experts that say that this is the wisest thing to do. Thanks for your com. Thanks for your, you know, your comment or your response or whatever. You don't have to rebut every claim. It's okay. <laughs> right. Absolutely, I I completely agree with that. I think that we get into a dangerous, dangerous territory when we ask parents to become armchair immunolo immunologists right. and to mm -hmm. understand every. No, you don't need to do that. That's why we have experts, and so it's okay to say this is what the experts say. I'm not the expert. I rely on the experts. Uh, you know, otherwise, otherwise you end up going down a very strange rabbit hole. I, I, and I, agree, I agree with that too. And I, and I try to make it perfectly clear. I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm not speaking from any sort of authority. Uh, I trust the doctors and I trust the medical consensus and I can pretty easily or pretty well explain. Um, I, I, I like to say I've got a, Forgive me, but I've got a I've got a good BS detector, you know. Sure. And so uh, while 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 I'm not while I'm not an expert, I can absolutely I can absolutely spot um, you know a false argument. And so that's what I try to do. I say, you know what, I'm not a doctor. I believe the doctors, but here's where your view is clearly wrong. So uh, hopefully hopefully I can get through with people that way. Well, thanks for being out there doing what you're doing. Yeah, 
sounds already like not only are you at least uh, putting out a good message there, but you actually have made the team on the Vax bus like be a little bit more like a little less open about uh, maybe maybe not attracting as many people because they're not putting their schedule up as early. You're making changes for the good. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. And so I think uh, on round two, uh, we're going to try to put a little more pressure in that direction. Uh, I don't want to give away any uh, secrets okay. yet, but, <laughs> but uh, we're going to maybe hope to um, try to get themselves a little bit more on the run. So we'll see what happens. Your next stops are coming up at sort of the end point of August, correct? Correct. And uh, how can people who live in Kansas and Missouri and Des Moines? I will gladly mispronounce a lot of towns and cities up up in Minnesota if you would like me to. Yeah, that's okay. Minneapolis slash St. Paul, the better of the two Twin Cities is, of course, St. Paul. Um, how can people... <laughs> Uh, connect with you if they want to go out and you know make their own I love vaccines signs mm -hmm. um, how how will they know where to meet you where to connect with you where where do they find you there uh, you know what I'm pretty easy to find on Facebook if you search for Craig Egan uh, my profile picture is currently a picture of me smiling in front of the back bus so it should be hard to miss uh, shouldn't be hard to miss. So uh, contact me directly. Send me a message. Uh, unless you're um, ranting about how evil I am, I usually respond very quickly. <laughs> and uh, and and even if you do, I usually respond <laughs> very quickly too. So uh, yeah, so check me out on uh, Facebook. Uh, check out my YouTube channel. Um, you can, uh, if you search for Craig Egan or Craig's Provax World Tour, uh, I should be pretty simple to find, and uh, I'm very approachable. And I would absolutely love as many people as possible to show up to these next events, so I'm not standing there by myself. And uh, hopefully, we can make a little noise and um, really bring home that uh, this kind of um, this kind of worldview is damaging to society as a whole, uh, and it's. Um, and while it's legally protected speech, it's uh, not without its consequences. And there are people who want to uh, tell them back that uh, this is uh, an unacceptable uh, path. So, And also, uh, you, I should mention, you also have um, a very uh, aptly named Facebook page called Embarrassed Cousins of proud parents of unvaccinated children and people can find many of your videos and updates there as well. Correct. Correct. And that, that came from uh, the first anti-vax page I ever ran across when I didn't realize this was even a thing. They were called the Proud Parents of Unvaccinated Children. And uh, I, at that point, had thought that people who didn't vaccinate were like people who didn't believe in dinosaurs. You know, it was just some <laughs> very small fringe group that nobody had to worry about. Uh, and boy, was I wrong. So, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're fringe, but they're definitely worrisome. So, um, yeah, find me there come and uh, check me out. Uh, we, we try, we, we try to give a lot of good information and we try to do it in a lighthearted, uh, tongue in cheek sort of way. Um, I have no dignity left after this fight. So <laughs> I've stopped trying. I've stopped trying. So, <laughs> so come, come check it out. I, I do want to mention to people too, that some of your videos are not safe for work. Um, because while we're being safe for work here, uh, you might want to wait until you're home and the kids are in bed before watching some of those. Yes, um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. After a long day of standing out in the sun, um, protesting anti-vaxxers, I am not um, 
uh, too good for a shot of whiskey and a few foul words. So keep keep that in mind. That when I sometimes when I rant, I do I do swear upon occasion. Right, the, <laughs> the filter is off. Yeah. Um, and people can find your GoFundMe, um, GoFundMe.com slash Craig's Provax World Tour. I think there's dashes between all those wor- words. And, um, and you know, like you said, you're very generously donating a percentage to Voices for Vaccines, which I'm so incredibly grateful for. Um, it, and uh, so I, I'm just going to leave that as the link, as the little commercial link for today. And that's not it's... why we have Craig on, by the way. I just want to say that even if he was donating zero dollars, <laughs> we would have done this podcast. With I, I like to think of it as the uh, the world's strangest jogathon. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the more you donate, the more stops I get to, and the more we're raising money for a very good cause. So. Um, Craig and I have actually met each other in person in two different cities. So it's always nice getting to talk to Craig. It, it's wonderful. And I just want to say that over my um, few years of uh, arguing with anti-vaccinationists, I absolutely couldn't do it without the uh, support and backup of people who really know what they're talking about. And uh, that has definitely included the both of you. That um, I, w- I would not be where I am without uh, the support of, of, of actual heroes and professionals who, who know it, who actually know this, and I don't. So thank you. That's well, very... Kind of you. Um, so thank you, Craig. And, uh, you know, um, if you want to find Voices for Vaccines, we're at voicesforvaccines.org. And if you want to find Nathan, he's at. I am. You can find me on Twitter, PedsGeekMD is my handle. You can find me on Facebook as well, sometimes posting a Hamilton Rap parody or other interesting tidbits that are pediatric related that you might want to read. Absolutely. So I am Karen Ernst. I'm the executive director of Voices for Vaccines. And I'm Nathan Boonstra. I'm a general pediatrician at Blank Children's Hospital in Des Moines, Iowa. Please remember to find us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher and subscribe to us because August means that we're going to have special National Immunization Awareness Month episodes every week. Thank you so much for joining us.